Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash bonfiresidechat. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Praise the sun. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. My name is Russ Rushtick. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat, an undead favorite. Yes. And uh, as you just heard, our special guest this week uh, to discuss Darkroot Garden and the depths is uh, Russ Frushtick from Polygon.com. Hi, Russ. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. yeah hi, Russ. <laughs> so, so this is uh, exciting. Uh, I, I should mention, you probably already, already know this, but... Uh, when we set this up, I was very much the Dark Souls newbie. Um, I had never played the game. It took me about a year and a half to finally bite the bullet and buy the game. And uh, I can safely say that I really, really enjoyed it. But uh, thank you for having me on. I will uh, probably lack the background that you guys have, but I'm sure you'll help me out. <laughs> that, 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 that's perfectly fine. A lot of our guests so far have have, have been relative newbies. Um, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that's going to fall off as we get a little bit into the rest of the game, but kind of that fresh perspective, like we want people who aren't jaded and just callous to everything the game has to offer. Right. Sure. So, uh, why don't you, uh, what do you, uh, what do you do, Russ? Tell us sure. a little bit about yourself for, uh, for us and for the audience. So, uh, I'm one of the founding member, uh, f- founding editors of polygon.com, which is a, uh, gaming website, uh, created by Vox Media. Um, other sites of theirs include The Verge and SB Nation. So this is, you know, they've done sports, they've done tech, and this is their, uh, entry into video games. Um, before I was with them, I, uh, was, I worked at MTV News, uh, running their multiplayer blog mm-hmm. for about two years. And then before that, I worked at UGO, which, uh, ironically enough, just closed today. So, yeah. uh, my first yeah, job nice. out of college and, and it is no more, but mm. yeah, that's pretty much my, uh, my history in the industry. Yeah. Your, uh, your, your pod career, uh, if they, if our listeners would like to, uh, explore your work further, you, uh, do the besties yep. over on Polygon, which yep. is so, a, a hilarious show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we've been doing it a couple since uh, it's been a little over a year now, I would mm-hmm. say. And, uh, essentially the, uh, hook is that, well, it's, it's, there's really no theme to it. I think we change the rules every week. But it's, <laughs> right. Currently the theme is that, uh, we, uh, all of us, uh, essentially agree to play certain games each week. Mm-hmm. And so long as we have two people that have played the game, we can have some meaningful discussion right. and we pick those two games that just sort of riff on it. And, um, we used to pick winners, but we no longer pick winners. <laughs> uh, now it's just fun and silly and try not to take ourselves too seriously. Yeah. Well, it's a good now, time. And now you guys are the besties. The games Indeed. are the besties. But you guys are besties. <laughs> See, it's a double meaning, I it, think. Yeah. It was, it was a, a versatile title. Yeah. Dual illusion system. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So again, thanks for joining us and we'll sure. uh, go ahead and, and get underway. Uh, the, the last episode, we uh, killed the gargoyles and we explored the rest of the berg. Um, killing the Capra Demon and finding the key to the sewers. Um, before proceeding uh, further into that, though, uh, this would be a good time to check out the crazy wooded era area that was so tempting to us near the blacksmith. So we're going to look at the Darkroot Garden. Yes. So but- we've already killed 
that giant monster with the lightning staff. He's is he toast or am I jumping ahead? <laughs> oh, he's not toast yet. Okay, we're gonna, we're sorry, gonna talk I about spoilers. Don't... Spoilers. I'm sorry. <laughs> spoilers for a couple moments in yes. the future. <laughs> so, so, so if you don't there want that spoiled for you, if you don't want that spoiled for you, jump forward thirty <laughs> seconds and then jump back fifty. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people they go to the to the garden. You know, before they do anything else, it kind of seems like the obvious choice after you ring that bell. Um, getting to the depths is really kind of uh, difficult. Getting, getting to the lower berg, uh, it's, it's it's incredibly non-obvious. So this is really just a matter of convenience because we needed to do Darkroot Garden before the depths or Blight Town because that moss is uh, mighty tasty. Mm-hmm. So okay. and it's one of the few areas you have early access to that doesn't immediately punish you for for doing so. Right. Um, by the time you find Darkroot, you're pretty well equipped to fight the most of the enemies in it. Yeah. You know, and the boss. It's kind of a an, you know, an alternate uh, early area, you know, for something that's not required until later. Mm-hmm. Right. Can I, can I admit, sorry, because you mentioned the early areas that you might go to. I, I will admit right here that I died on the catacomb skeletons about 30 times when I started. <laughs> so this, whereas, where's the uh, dark garden I found much more manageable. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, we'll get to it when we do the catacombs episode, but I think that there's a lot of evidence that the catacombs was supposed to fall kind of earlier in the sequence than it does. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because of, you know, the boss being so easy and because the uh, reward for it, you know, the right of kindling being so, um, so useful early on. And, uh, and because you can go to it after you get the divine ember from, from Darkroot here, um, and make it manageable. But most people just wait until they're already going to, uh, Tomb of the Giants. So it ends up becoming a, an endgame area. I, I think like a lot of people save it just because it is so traumatizing that first time out of the gate. Russ, you shouldn't feel bad. Everybody I've ever talked to has done the same thing. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, it's ahead of you, right? The game starts and it's straight ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dark Souls. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> you, you're trained by video games to think, ah, skeletons, no problem. They, there ain't no meat on them, but yeah. they, they just reassemble. Indeed. Yeah. Who, who knew that we had that kind of mightiness inside us? Like, I, I have a skeleton within me that knows no bounds. That is that powerful. Your flesh is holding you back, Gary. Yeah. So. If only I could be free. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, man, this this Titanite demon, though, I, I, he's really out of place, isn't he? he? He's right up next to the 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 blacksmith. Like oh. I would move into a place with the uh, with a Titanite demon right next to it. Those are the worst neighbors. Like, if you're scouting out an apartment. And there's a Titanite demon next door. Keep looking. Like, no no low amount of rent is worth that. Well, so what I never understood, so is he made of Titanite or does he like Titanite? Because if he's made of it, I could see, you know, eventually the blacksmith's just going to, like, go over there and cut him down and take all the spoils. <laughs> he's, he's Can quite... I borrow a cup of you? Like, <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> he's, oh, this is darker than we thought. He has him chained up and he just goes in and takes a piece off. And forges a weapon, no yeah, problem. There you go. Then he waits for it to go back, go go back, and he goes in. This is like a Cormac McCarthy novel, yeah, or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That could be he's just harvesting him. Yeah, that's why he's missing all those pieces. Man, there you uh, go, Andre, dude, you fucked up. <laughs> so, dark secret. The uh, how did you guys take this guy on when you first fought him? Because I definitely did it in a really tedious uh, way that I wish I hadn't, which was with arrows and about you know two hundred of them. <laughs> oh so. yeah, that's one way to do it. I, I didn't have too much. Pro- uh, I died probably four or five times on him. I, w- I I played through as a pyromancer, which I guess is the newbie class. Um, but you know, I was just generally just sort of like uh, 
getting him to, you know, try to hit me. And then when he uh, went down with his little staff thing, I threw some fireballs in his face and he did, didn't last too long. Yeah, I, I was pretty much the same. My first, my first go around, I was a sorcerer and I was tempted to take him out that way, but I had just found the, uh, the, the Drake sword. Uh, mm. so, uh, you know, he, he's a weird boss because he's, he's dangerous from range and also when you're close to him and like kind of that sweet spot where you, you know, where he can do neither to you is really, really, uh, uh yeah. hard to find. So although I, that range, those range attacks are pretty easy to dodge, I would he, say. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. He, he's also a neat boss because he's, you fight multiple versions of this and, even though the HP count goes up, the only thing that changes are the arenas. So in this first one, you have a lot of advantages. It's wide. There's lots of cover in that first area. And then there's the uh, the dual levels. So you can go down the stairs, and a lot of his attacks will miss you. They'll mm-hmm. go over your head. And then later, the way they make, they make it more difficult is by waking the arenas uh, more complicated and less advantageous. Still have to put them in hallways. Yeah. 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 Uh, his breath is pretty cool, too. He kind of sounds like Darth Vader, which is fun. Yeah. That scraping noise. Yeah. Yeah, I like and he's that. missing like limbs. That's mm-hmm. sad. Well, hey, Andre, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that must be it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, all those all those uh, weapons behind Andre are fully upgraded. Yes, um, from the spoils of this guy. <laughs> it's weird because he drops Demon Titanite, but like you can't use that until you get a boss soul weapon. Yeah, yeah. I, I had no idea what Demon Titanite was. I just kept getting things, and I had no idea what they were. So, oh, great! <laughs> sure, why not? And then by the end, you know, I ended up forging like 30 things in, you know, in one go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the fact that you don't know what you get from this guy also kind of lends itself to the, the fact that he's, uh, he's optional at this point. So yeah. if you don't want to fight this guy, he's one of the few bosses you can just run past. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Yep. Later. Oh. So you go through here and you kind of find one of the, uh, uh, first visually distinct areas of the game. Right. I mean, we try to find like a thesis for each area. Mine the, 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 that I had was, you know, it's not all stone and skeletons. Right. Which is what it was most of the time before. And, yeah. you know, your enemies can hide from you in plain sight, which those freaking shrubs do. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, the I, I got a same vibe that I did when I was playing through Bioshock and you get to the gardens in Bioshock. Mm-hmm. And it's so like, I mean, again, it's gardens, but it's just so dramatically different from the environments you've been dealing with before that. Mm-hmm. Or the the uh, sanctuary in Fallout Three. Yep, yeah. it's called. Yeah, that when mm-hmm. you know the power of contrast when you when you go into an area where you're used to everything being dead and cold and mm-hmm. having it full of life. And there's kind of a, a danger to that. Like I have a, a strange phobia about plants and <laughs> plant life. Anyway, <laughs> I just find them you know kind of creepy. Spores, all that <laughs> stuff. That first boss in Super Metroid, like all of that stuff creeps me out pretty good. Yeah, and uh, the, you know this speaks to that pretty well. You were traumatized by Jumanji when you were when you were young teen, um, <laughs> or Evil Dead for that matter. Oh yeah, I, I suppose that would have been the the, the less embarrassing reference, but okay. <laughs> oh yeah, but uh, it's it's real neat. Um, I remember being terrified of these shrubs, um, just because they 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 do that. You're walking along and then pow. Like the Viet Cong just popping out of their holes. It's like down you go, and they and they just pick you up and munch on you. Yeah, is that a more embarrassing reference, Cole, or Jumanji? What? Like the fact that you are referring to the the ends as the Viet Cong, like it seems like it's somehow <laughs> insensitive in some way. Well, that's that's <laughs> they, they were fighting in a forest. They popped hey, out out of nowhere. It was your nowhere. experience. Yeah, you know, that's so, very. Yeah, I was like a twenty five year old guy. You shouldn't feel, feel confident in making that reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't do anything right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I li- I liked fighting them just because like that's this is about the uh, point at which I was starting to really understand the tactics of the combat mm-hmm. just because they are introducing that unblockable grab attack on you mm-hmm. and you just have to I don't know at this until this point essentially it was just like okay I'm blocking okay I'm dodging but they're you know this definitely they add like an, another element to the combat system that I really wasn't paying attention to before those guys. Yeah, they definitely do in steps. So, like, you, you first you're fighting hollows with no shields, then you're fighting hollows with shields, then you're fighting baller knights that can uh, parry you, and now you're fighting guys that can grab you and have unblockable attacks. Like, I didn't really realize that, but there's definitely a clear progression of in these first, like, four areas you can visit, them introducing something new each time. And then, yeah. well, then you have the uh, the thieves and the lower burger that can backstab you as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're introducing these one at a time. That's real, that's very elegant. Yeah. And, and, and to, to my mind, you know, thinking back on this, you know, with a little bit of distance from the game and having gone back and played through it, so much of the combat, your success or failure depends on your position relative to the enemy and knowing what distance is good to keep for the, for the weapon you have versus the weapon or attacks they have. Right. Mm-hmm. So Dark Root's kind of a confusing area because, uh, you know, a lot of people, they will find their way into the basin. Uh, which is an equal part of this. And the garden technically includes the area where you fight Sif. So for the purposes of this episode, uh, the garden is going to include everything from the Titan, Titanite demon up through the, uh, the, the, the moonlight butterfly. We're not going to go over into the, uh, over into the basin off to the right. And we're not going to go through the, uh, um, the sealed door. Um, oh, the, the, the toll bridge, right? I like that sealed door. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, sorry to disappoint you. No, um, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll live. In, in addition, kind of shadowing that, introducing new mechanics, you have it here in the notes and I, I didn't really realize it, but they do incrementally increase the number of these, uh, ends you're fighting. So, you know, you fight one, then you fight one where another one pops up behind you. And then you have that ambush past the, the first bonfire where there are three at a time and yeah. they just kind of keep upping the number of yeah. them. And then they mix them in with other with, with other kind of more infuriating enemies down the line. Yeah, um, yeah. So you're walking along. The the footing here is super treacherous. Like going back through it, it's basically Valley of the Drakes, but it's dark in terms of its topography, right? Yeah, well, lots yeah. of narrow ledges. Yeah, it's really dark too, which is weird because it was like late afternoon in the parish. You know. Yeah, is that a, you? You said that you always look to the sky in this game and, and check what's going on. Is there just a canopy above the, above this if you look up? You I don't see, know you, if I've looked. It's up. night. It is like, night because there's open, um, you know, if you go down to the, where the lake is, the base, I guess that's the basin. So we're not mm-hmm. going to be talking about that, but you can see obviously this clear sky and it's, yeah, it's like a starry night. Yeah. Um, and if you go, if you do go through the sealed door, like if you look across that, uh, if you look, you know, the, 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 the cliff, uh, that a lot of people use to farm, um, you can actually see the sky there too. And it, it's, uh, it is really dark out. Hmm. Yeah. Time is a fluid thing. So you're proceeding along kind of fighting, you know, kind of fighting some people there, you know, there are a couple of detours that you can take and there are kind of items that are scattered around in places that are seemingly unreachable, you know, unreachable. One of the major ones that actually leads over to the basin is a, is a place where uh, you can find uh, leather armor and you can find uh, one of the most useful uh, shields in the game, but you're also going to find, uh, is it the Halberd Black Knight, Gary? Yeah. The Halberd Black Knight. Yeah. There. Who can who can be real tricky? Even though you can use that footing to your advantage, because if you get a, a backstab, and that's pretty much my my method for taking out knights, um, I've thrown him off the ledge several times, um, just yeah. kicked him off. But uh, that crest shield, man, if you're if you're not going to be doing a lot of blocking, that thing is a lifesaver because it's essentially just like having the Chloranthi ring, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in addition without taking up a ring slot. Yeah, that thing yeah, is great. I didn't. 
I didn't happen down there for quite some time. It was very late in the game until I went down there, so I didn't have that for a while. And when I got it, I was like, oh, this would have been useful. <laughs> yeah. It's very hidden. That side path is really yeah. easy to miss. Yeah. Um, because when just going up to the... I remember even walking up to the plateau at the end of the, the side path and not realizing it doubles back yeah. going down. Like They don't do anything to telegraph that it... That's Not only that, path. you go out off to that plateau and they ha- they spawn one of the Ents uh, to run at you as you <laughs> yeah. go to that edge. So it sort of leads you back into the garden, right. which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. But uh, another neat little lore bit, you find the uh, – the, is it the Hunter or the Ranger? I forget what that class is called. They're called the Hunter. The Hunter, yes. You find his starting gear here, which uh, leads you, – you, you would think that like if, if he was going to die anywhere, it would not have been the woods. Like, awesome, I'm in my element here. I'm in the yeah. woods, and then down he goes. That's why it makes sense he was there. I suppose. You know, I guess that's it. That's the, the takeaway. So maybe it doesn't make sense that he died there, but mm-hmm. – Maybe yeah, he right. died of old age there. <laughs> Just set up shop. He, he was the Black Knight's partner. There you go. Us monsters. What do we do? Um, he would have sold us arrows. He's a Fletcher. But um, you kind of get down into the into the area proper, and you're seeing hints of this kind of architecture. Um, you know, the, 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 the lore here, the, it has a lot of significance, like later. Uh, Russ, did you do any of the DLC stuff? No, I didn't. Okay. Um, if you do intend to do that, um, it, it would, it would be good to pay attention to kind of the layout of this place because, uh, the, the, there are strong bits of speculation that, uh, these areas are linked. Um, ah. yeah. So, but the, but the garden is pretty neat because it feels like it's this neat little sanctuary that's just kind of like tucked away in these ruins and, uh, anything that's kind of like connected to the parish. My initial thought is like, oh, they, this was, this was for sacred people as opposed to, you know, the, the 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 commoners they have blight town they can go play on the water slides there <laughs> the worst water slide <laughs> the action park like like six people died in the blight town water water slide again this week yeah it's like that mr show sketch with the uh what is the name of the ride that keeps killing people cool. <laughs> i don't know it's wonderful yeah um, i had to give it to you for the, the show notes i love that sketch so much yeah um but yeah, the, uh, I mean, I never, I never put that together that it was a sacred place. I just kind of, once I figured out, you know, did the DLC and figured out the lore bit, I just kind of thought that's what this is. You know, it's just an overgrown what that is. I'm, yeah. I'm dancing around saying it. Because I mean, you could, done the it, DLC. Don't, I mean, it's cool. Don't, you know, <laughs> I'll be frank. Like mm-hmm. in turn, I did not play Dark Souls for the story. I mm-hmm. beat the whole game. I have no idea what. <laughs> The overarching story is, I'm sure it's something interesting. (laughs) Gun to my head. There was a big bird. I hit a bunch of guys with a sword. That, you know, and there was a cave. (laughs) And I'm sorry, like, I realized. It's it's an interesting lore bit. I hit a guy with a sword. Yeah. (laughs) And I realized, like, I'm sure that, and it makes me feel a little bad because obviously they put a lot of work into, like, creating this world. But one of that was never something that was propelling me through it. It was Mm -hmm. like, what's going, like, the backstory behind everything. It's yeah, one don't, I, don't feel bad. Like I, I think a lot of people go through the game that way, and because it's so mechanically impeccable, it allows that. So it yeah. allows the you know the uh, the story stuff to be hidden. Yeah, I will admit that most of my interest and fascination with the story kind of happens in hindsight as hmm. I'm like digesting what I just played or you know thinking about it. Uh, you know, just yeah, reflecting on it and saying like, oh, that probably had some significance there. Sure. Then again, I'm the kind of person who reads item descriptions in Dragon Age. So <laughs> they made them for coal. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> How nice of them to do it. But yeah, that's a perfectly valid way to play through the game. Um, yeah. So, so if, you, if you don't care, like I just, I didn't, this is a, uh, an age, like an ancient civilization that you visit in the DLC, um, you know, Uliasil. And uh, I just kind of thought, I didn't think it was a holy place. I just thought of this as an overgrown, you know, city mm-hmm. and outskirts of a city. Um, I mean, it does look church-like. Like yeah. the structures do seem like religious in nature. So I don't know if that is where it goes in the DLC, but. And I guess you find the divine ember yeah. later as well. So that makes a sense. I don't know. I can see it going either way. Yeah. The, the like, like really what, what, what gets me is like the way that the actual garden down there with this, with the, uh, with the stone knights, uh, is, is set up. But there's also like where you, like where you fight that big goofy butterfly, like that just looks like one of the walls from the, from the berg. So this could have just mm. been entirely just overgrown. Mm. Right. I, it's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's all, it's all speculation. Um, so yeah, nature reclaiming things, man. I'm telling you plants. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody made fun of the happening, but that shit's scary, dude. They're they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. Yeah. Yeah. So So. (laughs) you get down there. Those, uh, the, the, okay. So, so this area where, uh, there's lots of fog, there's lots of little glowy flowers that look like items and, uh, running around aggro is plenty of enemies who will either eat you whole or slow you down. So other things can eat you whole. Um, not a huge fan of this. You're talking so about are we down? The bonfire? Yeah. Have oh, we passed- yeah. I am. I am so sorry. I, d- I just jumped the gun. Remember that. But uh, but yeah, <laughs> you see this big glowy door, and uh, one of the biggest, like most compelling reasons to play online uh, is that uh, this is an area where the orange glowy messages will point you to a secret bonfire. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a very nice uh, realization <laughs> uh, when I, uh, you know. I was like, oh, what's this? And then just swung around and, ah. And, yeah, I played online and more, you know, about half the time it was helpful and half the time someone came in and stabbed me in the face. <laughs> so sort of a sort of a toss-up. But in this case, it was very helpful. Right. Yeah, borderline necessary for this one and then a couple other uh, bonfires later. Yeah. I was thinking about that um, when I replayed this for the show. It'd be like if, if Final Fantasy hid their save points. <laughs> you know, it's such a good, like an integral mechanic, and to have them hide it is just like so insidious. I mean, I think we talked about that before, but I can't imagine no, this is this is not the worst one though. I would I think it's pretty not to again jump ahead, but the <laughs> the uh, what is it the Sif's Castle? Oh, Sen's Fortress. Sen's Fortress. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sen, oh, say, yeah. this is again newbie. I don't. <laughs> no, know. it's fine. Sen's it's fine. Fortress. But that is, I mean, you want to talk about a hidden save <laughs> yeah. that is like the most brutal. <laughs> God, you're yeah. running through a fun house of boulders and spikes, and For then 45 minutes, and then, <laughs> yeah, and then in order to get to that, you have to take a leap of faith where you are you have been trained to be as cautious as possible. Yeah, and a guy <laughs> is throwing fire bombs at you yeah. while this is happening. So yeah, but uh, no. Uh, this, this was a nice, uh, nice uh, outreaching hand. It wasn't <laughs> mandatory, but nice yeah. of them. You had to, you had to take a ginger step of faith. If you actually make a leap of faith off that, you die. <laughs> yeah, you're dead. Yeah. I, I suppose any any kind of fall with an uncertain outcome is a leap of faith to my mind. Mm. Um, now that I think about it, it's kind of Zelda like, right? It's kind of like, okay, you're coming up to this dungeon. Hmm, what's that wall over there? Tink, tink, tink. I tested it. Bomb. Oh, wait, there's a fairy fountain down here. Awesome. Yeah. I realize that the fairy fountain is less integral than the ability to save your game or not have to replay that entire area. But uh, I just, that, that gives me a little bit of a flavor of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah. yeah. 
so, so just past the uh, the bonfire, you, you continue around. There's that area with the three uh, trees which ambush you for for a soul item. Like every time <laughs> after the first time I played it, I just leave those guys alone because yep. they'll never spawn if you never pick up that glowing thing. Oh, really? Oh, I definitely didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, it bothers my OCD to leave any glowing thing ungrabbed. But uh, in this case, it's worth not having to fight those every time I go back. Yeah. Just pretend but, uh, it's a flower. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you end up on this kind of ground floor. And this is one of the, I mean, we talked about, you know, for a game that is so into its rule set, um, the times where the game breaks the rules always kind of stand out to me. And uh, these stone giants kind of bug me. Just the fact that you can't aggro them from a distance and they're intangible until they wake up. Yeah. Like, there, there's no other enemy you can't get the drop on, you know, that you can't attack from a distance. And that always bothered me with these guys. Yeah, I um, I noticed that as well, that you can't really mess with them. Even, like, if you're right on top of them, you won't be able to do damage to them until they're, like, fully standing. Mm-hmm. But uh, once you're actually in combat with them, they're, I would say, one of my favorite enemies in the game. Because I really like the tension of, like, them casting that, whatever that stumble spell is. Mm-hmm. And... Um, sort of that tension, those moments of like, oh, I'm trying to back up and stay alive while this giant guy is coming at me. Uh, I really enjoyed that. I can dig that, like, as an exercise in tension, especially if you're if you're worrying about what, whatever you're going to aggro. Right. It's just, you know, it's, it's like it's debuffing you so that other things can have a better shot at you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of the, uh, you don't run into very many spells that are not just magic missiles mm-hmm. in this game. So to have somebody actually affect your abilities... Um, you know, because it definitely changes the way you play the game. Um, I just wanted to be able to, you know, wake them up from a distance because on my, my playthrough, you know, I would shoot an arrow at anything that was in my vision mm-hmm. and send it to me one thing at a time. I was very methodical. And uh, these guys kind of ruined that, even though in, you know, subsequent playthroughs, you can avoid all of them but one, you know, so it's right. not actually that big a deal. There's uh, there's some neat stuff down here, but it really kind of discourages you from going and finding it. Um, over to the left, there is a really good set of armor. Um, the, uh, the elite knight armor, which is usually my go-to, uh, for over anybody. to the right. Is, is that to the right? I thought, yep. I thought, oh, okay. There's a spear <laughs> yeah, on the that, left. Is that up that hill? The elite knight armor? That like cave hill thing on the right side? Oh, the, the, the hidden passageway? Yeah. No, no, but there is something cool back there. Um, aside from more stone knights and these crazy manta frog things, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I when so quick story about the manta frog things. Um, one, I mean, this is one of the first instances in the game. Like one of the things I love about this game is that the creatures are not afraid to look stupid, <laughs> and I love that that design where things can look really garish and and out there. Um, so these, you know, they're essentially living trapper keepers, yeah. and <laughs> and I and I love that. Um, but it also makes sense, you know, things that are poisonous tend to be like brightly colored in nature, you know, kind of like a mm-hmm. dart frog. And, uh, but I, when I, I had heard about, somebody warned me in the game, they'd said, like, Basilisk, watch out for Basilisk, they're gonna fuck you up. And, uh, this was the first kind of enemy that I saw in my mind that could theoretically be a Basilisk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they and, told me frogs. I was told uh, frogs. So I thought the same thing you did, but I didn't hear Basilisk. So I, the second I saw these guys, yeah, I was terrified. Yeah, exactly. And they're so easy. Like, I, yeah. I, I give these guys such a wide berth and yeah, yeah. they stick out their tongue and I roll backwards like six times. Just because I'm afraid of getting this curse thing I'd only heard about. And in fact, they are, they are no problem. Yeah. One of the easiest enemies in the game. <laughs> the lesser frog. I kind of like the way they move. They kind of remind me of uh, Hunters from Resident Evil. Hmm. Yeah, kind of hunched over and wavy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they make sudden movements like that. But uh, they don't show up anywhere else, do they? I, I don't think they do. No. Yeah. No. Really. If you I really like, I don't know uh, if you guys uh, were going to mention it, but I really like the tree 
lizard things. You know what oh, I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. The, the two-headed uh, lizard snake? Snake things, yeah. yeah. I thought that was really cool. Like, they do mm-hmm. some cool stuff with camouflage where they really don't move at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, one of them definitely startled the hell out of me. So, <laughs> mission well, accomplished. <laughs> the, the, the first one you run into on the left there, uh, yeah. it's a double attack. Because when he gets you, if you go up and grab that spear and he gets you, uh, an end spawns right behind you as well. <laughs> so, that that's like a definite uh, trap moment that got me the first time I played through. Yeah. And... Uh, so yeah. so much of this is deliberate like just the they laid that out knowing exactly what you were going to do it's it's not a unique revelation about the game but sometimes you just need to marvel at it yeah yeah it's also lots of uh unique enemies so you, those guys you never run into anywhere else as well as those kind of manta things yeah and they both drop items that aren't dropped by any other characters so those those two-headed snake things will drop a uh, egg vermifuge I don't know oh, if I'm yeah. pronouncing that right. Yeah. Which is a you know a very limited use item, but it's the only place to get it other than than buying it from a character later. Do any of those don't drop from the um the egg guys? Don't drop that. They do. Do they? Oh, yep. okay. Yeah, I thought they did. It's real rare. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I, I I wasn't sure, but the uh, the mantas drop uh, green grass with uh, a lot of frequency. Hmm. So. Green. Green. Um, oh, the yeah the 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 stamina stuff. Yeah, stamina, stamina grass. Not, not to be confused with the outlaws, song, the outlaws song. No, um, <laughs> they, they, they drop that beat yeah. on death. Put the needle on the record. They, 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 you kill them, and then it's a seven-minute guitar solo. Um, <laughs> but um, Viking funeral style, definitely. The, when you go down to that little area on the right, we're going to jump it around a little bit. But the uh, one of the cool things is you can hear the hydra down there from that ledge. Murder. Yeah, you hear the the water uh, shuffling around from the hydra. If you go down to where those uh, on your way to get the um, the the ring, the poise ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, the, I, in my mind, this area is always more uh, is always more inter- interconnected than it is in real life, or not real mm. life in, in fantasy life video game in the game as you play it. There we go. That's the one. Um, so I expect, like, when I went back there, I was like, oh, there's a ladder down here. Wait, no, no, there's not. This is really just a dead end with frogs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you, you, you get that wolf ring, uh, which, uh, pro tip, it's really, really good if you, uh, are going to be using light armor. Uh, it helps you out. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. makes sense that it's there, given what we know from the DLC. Yes. And who the ring belonged to. Mm-hmm. So it makes a nice sense. A yeah. wolf? <laughs> it was more of a bracelet on him but okay yeah, yeah collar <laughs> the wolf collar uh, yeah um but uh but butterflies man Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> Nobody suspects the butterfly. <laughs> yeah. So, did you? Uh, how did you? How did you fare against the butterfly the first time you fought him, Russ? Um, I died. Uh, I died a few times on him. Her, him. I don't need. I think it's a her, right? I don't know. I got a her. The vibe. Music sounds her. Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah, there's like singing it sounds, and it chorus. sounds her because it's a lone wailing woman. Right. There you go. <laughs> um. Yeah, I died a few times and eventually sort of just like 
I, you know, playing as a pyromancer, I was sort of cagey about using spells. Even then, I would use them just like in emergency situations. And essentially, after dying a few times, I was like, okay, this is clearly I just save all of my spells and just use all of them on the butterfly, and that's the way to do it. Because otherwise, like, those few opportunities to melee uh, just were not coming for me. Mm -hmm. And so um, I ended up just, yeah, doing lots of spells. But I also, um, I would say, uh, it feels a little bit like cheating because I also summoned whoever it is that appears, the AI summon. Yeah. And she did most of the work. She, like, crushed <laughs> the butterfly into oblivion. It wasn't even close. She, it's like a leader with uh, Iron Tarkas mm-hmm. and how Iron, Iron Tarkas can take on the Iron Golem by himself, more or less. <laughs> She's as equally fit for this boss. I've only ever killed the Moonlight Butterfly and the Iron Golem once. Both mm. other times I have let the NPC do it. <laughs> you work the, smarter, the, uh, not harder. I love the uh, when you're going up that spiral staircase to the butterfly, right before you go in the fog door, you can see it off in the distance. Mm-hmm. Just kind of feeding on whatever it is that it eats, mm-hmm. that it comes in when it comes in, oh, yeah. in range. And just slowly flapping its wings. Like, it looks real creepy. And because yeah. of the scale, you have no idea what size it is. Yeah. You know? Um, that's one of my favorite, like, boss introductions in the game. Yeah. Just kind of seeing that out of the corner of my eye before I go through here. Um, I died a couple times as well, even though this is widely considered to be a really easy boss. I had a hard time with it because I hadn't really properly learned to roll yet. Yeah. And uh, he does all magic damage, so blocking with your shield does almost nothing for you. Yeah, and and it's hard to judge how close the the attacks are when when when, you know, when they're when they're coming. It's the, the mm-hmm. angles that they do it is real weird. So it, like the timing is, is is difficult, and he makes his shots count. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's real. It stings a lot. Yeah. From a from a lore perspective, this is a this thing is a, a creation of Seath. You know these uh, these butterflies, yeah. and uh, it makes total sense that Seath would have an interest in this area, knowing uh, what we know about the DLC and the true story behind this area. So, and that gets reinforced later in the basin where there are all the crystal golems. Remind yeah, me who is Seath again? He's a big pasty nerd dragon <laughs> who uh, without the the skin, Seath the scaleless. Oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Mr. Curse a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There there's uh the, the, the so, so when you when you beat this moonlight butterfly, you get a you get a unique item, the the, the soul of the moonlight butterfly, which sounds like a which sounds like a yes album. Like a yeah, um, like, I was gonna say Tori Amos <laughs> album. But also acceptable. <laughs> yes is also acceptable. <laughs> um, but um, it would make a very cool poster. There's no question about that. <laughs> yeah. I just Gary, you're offhand to comment about Lisa Frank earlier. I just want Lisa, like Lisa Frank parody folders, but with Dark Souls material. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah. This is this is one of the only enemies that would fit in perfectly in that aesthetic. <laughs> like there's probably some girl in some sorority that has a moonlight butterfly tattoo and doesn't even know it. <laughs> Like some guy is, is uncovering her ankle. He's seeing that tattoo and be like, holy shit, dude. And then she's like, what? I just thought it looked cool. And then, you know, burr, 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 burr. <laughs> uh, she yeah. ends up on some kind of fail blog of sorts. Yeah. You, you know, <laughs> which is, which is what the happens. Way, yeah. The way <laughs> these things happen. Yeah. But, uh, but you get the, uh, you get that yes album and uh, you have a couple of options. Uh, you know, it, it, it looks like a regular soul item. You can eat it for souls. Um, mm-hmm. But if you hold on to it, you can actually craft unique items later on with it. So either a, 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 a bitchin' looking spear that scales with intelligence. I, I love the way that item looks, actually. Yeah, that's a really yeah, nice it's super spear. cool. 
that's what I did just to have it, even though the shield would have more utility. Um, yeah. Or the crystal ring shield, which shoots like, uh, just again, rings of light. <laughs> the, uh, the shield got a serious debuff yeah. and a patch. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier on, it used to do the same damage as your, your weapon in your right hand. So it made any weapon you had uh, a ranged weapon, yeah. wow. which is insane. Um, but then it got hard capped at something like 250. Um, I made it in my sorcerer playthrough mm-hmm. because it had a really high magic resist, but the stability on it is so low and the physical resist is so low that I didn't end up using it yeah. very much. It looks really cool and the attack looks really cool. But So as you mentioned, after this boss fight, you get the uh, you, you go up and you find a petrified... Uh, um blacksmith with this divine ember which you can actually use to make a weapon that'll make the catacombs um manageable yeah and not only, i think that that's the kind of the principal uh trait of divine weapons that everyone thinks of but it's also you know it's it's the trait that scales with faith yeah mm-hmm. so if you're playing any kind of cleric you want to be rolling with a divine weapon anyway mm-hmm. yeah so yeah we have uh tackled the section of the of, of the uh, uh um garden that we are going to be talking about for this uh any final thoughts before we go on to our little detour uh i have <laughs> controversial thoughts but they do involve what is directly behind the secret door Speaking and i don't that. want okay it's gonna be brief um so my attitude i will reiterate that i really really like dark souls mm-hmm. i really really dislike the leveling system like did not find it to be rewarding i didn't find it like I was making decisions that I didn't feel, feel like they had palpable impact on my character. The, Im- the improvements became so tiny mm-hmm. to the point where I essentially, I will admit, looked online to see if there were ways around it and ended up abusing the uh, leveling beyond the door pretty extensively yep. um, and found that my enjoyment of the game went up dramatically because of that. Because suddenly I was able to, uh, instead of worrying about, oh, I need to add one point to strength, I was able to like, oh, I can buy this cool spell that actually has a physical and graphical impact on my mm-hmm. character. Um, so I realized that's a little edgy to say that I kind of just totally abused the system. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That, that's sort of my take. I, I, like, I like the fact that it's in there. I don't think they did it intentionally. But, um, you know, I, I definitely took advantage of it. If it wasn't intentional, they probably would have patched it out somehow. I think you don't think it's a situation where uh, they didn't realize it was in there. And then once it was in there, they're like, oh, if people want to use it, then go ahead. Ah, yeah, that, that, that's probably the more likely scenario. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I think that's more likely. And it, it does it. All it does really is save you time. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you could get those souls conventionally just by sure. fighting all those guys as well. Right. Or just, you know, so it, it can it can save you time. I don't think there's anything really wrong with that, because even it's really difficult to over level to the point where the game becomes trivial. Right. Like even at a very yeah, high level. Hard. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, if, if, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially when you're talking about buying spells and stuff. I'm, I did that sorcerer playthrough mm-hmm. and to get all of the spells and clean out big hat Logan. I mean, we're looking at something like 175,000 souls yeah. or something yeah. like that. <laughs> um, it's insane. So, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to do that, um, you know, it's, it gets expensive. Uh, so I, I don't really see a problem with with doing that. Um, yeah. I, when I tried it, the couple of times I tried doing the exploit, um, I definitely it didn't always work for me, and I would kind of round people up, and and one of the the AI would not uh, fall for it, and would just kind of gank me mm-hmm. um, in the in the area. So I've done a couple of runs through there, maybe to gain a couple of levels, but I've never spent any serious time with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would say all told, I probably sunk like an hour. 
But in that hour, I was able to get enough for, you know, God knows how many levels. So, yeah, I mean, it just, I think it just got rid of a lot of the tedium and frustration that I would have had in scenarios where I'm like chugging around with a ton of souls and not able to spend them on anything. And then I end up losing them or something like that. And, and and your thoughts on the leveling system? I mean, it, it kind of mirrors something that I think about with uh, like Diablo or World of, World of Warcraft or something, where if you have an option between 3% extra fire damage or shooting a, a crazy ice spear, you're going to go with the ice spear because, right. because new utility is always going to, in my mind, because I have no attention span, trump marginal increases. Absolutely. And you can get that. Like, you know, there are certain items, you know, especially spells, where you have to have a certain level of that particular stat mm-hmm. but you have to also buy that thing first too to use it so yeah yeah, yeah. nothing nothing wrong with it <laughs> nope okay <laughs> i appreciate it you're right <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah one of one of the weird things about the leveling system though and i'm just kind of i didn't really realize in my first playthrough but is the point that you're increasing those stats, but all of your defenses go up as well. Mm-hmm. So you, it seem it can seem like a very incremental increase when you just get you know sixty more HP, but over time you know you become a lot more hardy. Yeah. And I only really notice that when I go you know if I try to fight Havel when I first run into him versus if I come back a couple you know after the gargoyles and I can survive a hit. You know, yeah. so it does make a big difference. It just it's it's you know not in not mechanically it's just your defense. It's one aspect that. That makes a big difference over over a huge amount of time. Yeah. Rather than uh, you know, I guess which is the same thing you said. That's it's very incremental. Yeah. But because there's a there's a steady thing that always goes up every time you level up, um, you know, that you can more or less get for free, you know, they, regardless of the stat. Um But on the flip side of, of that, you have stats that literally give you nothing if you're at a like uh what is it? Like attunement? attunement? Yeah. It gives you nothing <laughs> until you get to one uh, and like a certain mysterious level mm-hmm. attunement um, so. is infuriating oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really dreadful. <laughs> yeah attunement's pretty obnoxious yeah. and it, it, you can see that as being a uh it was a stat that they had in uh uh demon souls as well but didn't it i think it governed another thing like it was the number of slots you had and your mp mm. and then the other one was your magic power yeah so you always got a little bit of something out of it um yeah. but in this version without the mp it made it uh a little bit infuriating. Yeah, I mean, my attitude is I feel like the way to make it meaningful, like I'm fine if you want to stick with this system, but let's say every five levels you get like some sort of passive, like a like a Fallout equivalent perk. You're saying like, you know, something like a ring would give you, and obviously they'd balance it, but like, you know, you could carry 5% more items or what have you. I feel like by having something like that, you're giving people in, uh, a reason to level up, a reason to hit these plateaus of levels beyond just, oh, I increased 3%. Yeah. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Second game. <laughs> yeah, I'm really interested to see what kind of changes they make in the second game. Like something like that, like I don't, you know, I, I don't strictly think that it's it would be necessary. And I, but I trust them to balance it in a way like to where like if they do that they're going to make you need it oh absolutely you know like they're going to make the game that much tougher and make it absolutely essential sure you know that you have those things um yeah so um speaking of like hidden things and little exploits and stuff (laughs) speaking um, of attunement yeah speaking of oh man so um has anybody in this entire world ever gotten back to the asylum without looking at a guide i'm gotten back from where 
uh, like the 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 path, the path from Firelink up to like back to the asylum to get uh, to get items that are that like that are still there. You may not have done it. it yeah, it's, it, it's it, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's it's incredibly non obvious. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, you're talking about the bird? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I looked at a guide. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. absolutely. <laughs> that was one of the la- last things I did when I was like, okay, I pretty much wrapped up this game. Let's see what else I haven't done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. that's insanely uh, esoteric. It's amazing. <laughs> is it is it a Simon's Quest thing or the most Simon's Quest thing? <laughs> yeah, it's it's incredible. Very Simon's Quest thing. <laughs> Just like, again, like I, I think of it last time. Like, who is the the superhero who? Who found this out in the first place? <laughs> you know, if it wasn't just uh, with the guide when it came out, and and it just literally is only playground knowledge. Yeah, because I, I would never think to do that. Like it's, never, never. I never. wouldn't say it's like there. There are some crazier, like little Easter egg type things. I wouldn't say they usually end up in having a whole new area to explore. <laughs> but mm. I mean, it's not. Like I did go up in the elevator and I saw the little ledge, and I'm like, oh, I could probably jump off of that. Yeah. And that would have been the extent of my exploration. I wouldn't think to like roll off the cliff and try to land on the ramp and all that <laughs> stuff. But if you did, chances are you would find the way back to the asylum. So yeah. it's not that far from the possibility of someone finding that. Yeah. People like to like mess around with the geometry and stuff like that, but you just don't think, you know, Dark Souls controls equals parkour to right. pretend to be an egg. Well, because they don't. Let's let's face <laughs> it. Yeah. Like mobility really do not handle that stuff well. Not a good platformer. Exactly. No. Like, like all the times when you have to jump at this, it's more or less a crapshoot. Yeah. Despite what Light Town might imply, it is not a good platformer. <laughs> I'm not looking forward um, to this because I, I I realized I've never actually played all of Blight Town. So oh, I'm going to. What? How is that possible? <laughs> I've always had the master key. I can always go the back oh my way. God. You never did that. You never did the front way through Blight Town, Cole? <laughs> nope. Oh, that's fucking insane. It's you, misery. You, <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. What kind of character are you going to try to play through? I can't wait to hear. About this. Oh my god! Oh. Yeah, it is awful. I guess I if just you're playing on that. PC, it wouldn't be too bad. Are you guys playing on PC? Oh, yeah, I am. I'm playing yeah. on 360. Okay, so 360. <laughs> Good oh night. Oh my god! Because the frame rate. Oh, the horror. Where does <laughs> oh. the master key drop you out at? You go in the back way. So, um, like you know how if you defeat Pelag, then you like climb up the water wheel. Yeah, and and you find like the the tin banishment cal- uh, catalyst, and then oh, you go, then you go God. back and through you go the through the tomb of the giants, or uh, the not the tomb of the giants, the uh, valley Drakes. of drakes. Yeah, valley of the drakes. Yeah, yeah. So so you just oh. go in that way. God. Like it, it, yeah. So, so you've done none of it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So every single time I've been like fucking Blight Town, you've been like, yeah, man, it sucks. You were talking about that part. I was. <laughs> that, that doesn't suck, Cole. That I was part talking is nothing amazing. in that part. That sucks. Yeah. You are in for a world of fucking hurt, dude. <laughs> it is it is awful. What kind of guy are you rolling with this? Is this your shieldless guy? Uh, this is my shieldless guy. Um, and oh, I, start and playing I... now. Like you, I don't even know. Because there's all sorts of poison guys. How yep. do you even? I have no idea how you're going to deal with it. Yeah, Holy I have no crap. Idea. I also have a. I have. I have another character that is Dex Faith as well. <laughs> yeah, T- take a couple of days off work. <laughs> like you, oh, it, it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's bad. 
So it is hard. I, it's, it makes me happy though that uh, I've experienced something that you haven't. Yeah. <laughs> it, this, this makes me incredibly happy too. Like you're going to be so fresh on this. Like on the episode where we talk about that, me and Nick are going to be like, yeah, it sucks, but you know, you only have to really do it once. And you're just going to be like, what the fuck, guys? How do they allow this? Like you, you're going to be so angry. I can't wait to hear uh, it. I do want to say that I'm not going to spoil the intricacies of it, but I do want to say I stood at the edge of the lake for about 45 minutes looking for some sign of a bonfire somewhere <laughs> to tell me like, okay, this is finally, I've reached the end of this. Oh my God. It was, it is a dreadful experience. This recontextualizes our relationship. Cole. It kind of, <laughs> like I, I, I kind of didn't think there was anything more to it than that. So, Oh, oh my God. Yeah. There's so much more. But it's funny that we're talking about Blighttown because you're going back to the asylum to get the rusted iron ring. Yep. Which yeah, I never is, got that. It's it's really important. So all that time in Blighttown or when you're fighting the Hydra and you think like, man, this would be a little bit better if I wasn't moving at half speed. Um, that 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 gets rid of that effect. Oh, yeah. for oh, okay. I was essentially I never really. Do you mean like super slow diving or? Yeah. So what, what is the effect of the Iron Ring? Just for it makes mine? you move uh, normally through water. Yeah. Oh, and, and sorry. I was thinking of the other thing that makes you roll faster. Oh yeah. The ninja, whatever it is. Uh, no, I got this ring, and, and that was very handy when I got it, but I had already gone through Blighttown when I got it, so it didn't oh, matter. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, at this point, we, we go back and grab that just kind of in our that's our template playthrough. It yeah. is a nice thing to have, and that's what we went to uh, Darkroot, more or less to get Poison Moss, Poison Curing Moss for Blighttown. Ah, yes, I see. <laughs> Every... so, so much of the game is just to prepare you for that. <laughs> that, <area. laughs> that trauma. What am I saying? I've never experienced it. Hey, dudes. Well, my God, God, I can't wait um, to be you able to play on your wall. Like an audio recording of you playing through that. I, think I, I might actually do that. <laughs> uh, oh, but uh, and, and if you're following the, that sequence, after you get the rust iron ring, we are next heading to the, the depths. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, which, with the kind of thesis statements we're coming up with, uh, the kind of thing I think of is this, is that uh, resist temptation. Um, this area has a lot of traps, a lot of things, enemies trying to tempt you into those things specifically in like many different instances. Um, not least of which the relatively welcoming, uh, kitchen, you know, like dinner party that's happening <laughs> when you first enter. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, so, so, and, and going back through, um, earlier today when I should have been working, um, and, <laughs> and, uh, refreshing myself on this area, the kitchen is separate from the, from, from the sewers. We just link them because they happen to be in succession, but the, it's, it's not like you have butchers chopping up human meat down, down, you know, down with the turtles, right? It's pretty close to the sewers. Oh, dude. right I there. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just not even a wall. It's literally like you step <laughs> off the edge and you're in the sewer. It's flooded. It's a flooded room. There are stairs yeah. that go down into it. So, you know, in the flooded, decay. Flooded with sewer. Flood- like, if, if, your, if your sink was backing up and brown stuff was coming out, you wouldn't, like, make a quiche. Like, yeah. you, you, you would get out of there or call a plumber. Health inspector probably wouldn't let this one fly. No, no. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's what Laurentius was doing there. Like, <laughs> like trying to out. shut down their, their, their operation. <laughs> Yeah. Down there, just sterilizing stuff with his pyromancy. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I was only cure this. <laughs> yeah, um, but yes, there is a kitchen that is very close to a to a sewer. I will give you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like this first little area. I like the introduction of the butcher, uh, more yeah. or less enemy enemy that is not aggressive when you first run into them. I'm really happy, and he's just chopping chopping human meat. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's cool. I liked him too. He was fun to fight, and the dogs are kind of neat. 
Yeah, like it, he was one of the first enemies, like maybe other than the Stone Knight, who who like who could just break my block, like he mm-hmm. did. Like when he gets that cleaver going, just your best bet is just to roll out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He will stagger and, uh, you. Yeah, yeah, and and you end up fighting uh, two of them, which the second one being that surprise ambush. Yeah, where he, where he jumps down. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, right, yeah, that startled me. Yeah. So so can can you get that cleaver at all? Because like most yeah. most weapons um, in the game, you can get okay. Man Eater Mildred drops it. Oh, the server? Yeah, is uh, it? no. Oh, okay. no, that's a that's another thing you pick up in Blighttown. Yeah, okay. Uh, Man Eater Mildred drops the actual butcher knife. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Have. Oh, and she and she also has the burlap sack over. Her yeah, too, she right? she's one of them. Okay. Like she she's you know she's mis- when uh, when you rescue Laurentius, he says she's going to eat me. Mm-hmm. Um, which I imply, you know, some people say the butchers are ladies. I don't think that's true given right. their physique. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he's talking about Maneater Mildred. However, she exists in the fiction, which I mean, she barely does. This is yeah. this is real up our ass lore shit. <laughs> but <laughs> just given that she's dressed the same and uh, you know she's a lady, yeah, um, and what a lady. Uh-huh. Uh, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, you know, the deviant art page for Maneater Mildred is probably the stuff of legends. Excuse me while I look at that right now <laughs> because I hate me. Um, yeah. Um, but it's, 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 it's real neat. Um, and this is kind of, this kind of starts, uh, my impression of the depths as one of the most baffling areas in terms of like, you know, m- most of the levels in this game, I have like a really good mental map of, mm-hmm. right? Like I could, I can walk through them in my head. Like I could through my middle school or my childhood home. This one, like the, the order that you properly go through it in, like I couldn't tell you, right? Yeah, it, Just because it doubles back on itself a lot and you can sequence break so much. I think catacombs is worse, but this yeah. is this is pretty bad. Catacombs is really confusing for me. Yeah, yeah. The uh, so Laurentius though, um, real quick. So we talked about this in the last episode. Like, I think the fact that he's in the barrel, I, I really feel like this is the game doing like a long con. <laughs> like every corpse barrel that gives you a shiny item, they give yeah. a guy that has kind of the same color scheme, put him in a barrel and try to who doesn't talk for a moment just to tempt you into killing a really important NPC. Yeah, it's that's pretty terrible. I was I was warned about him in particular, so I knew how to handle the situation, but clearly they could have just easily put him in a corner and it would have been fine, but no. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Just roll Laurentius. Especially as a pyromancer. I don't know how you'd play this as a pyromancer without getting him. Yeah. Like that's yeah. a big problem. Yeah. And then the, the, the second trainer, um, you, you, maybe you can't get the second trainer because I think she only appears when your pyromancy flame is at plus 10. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. 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 So, and you have no reason to upgrade or no ability to upgrade it. So at that point, if you accidentally kill Laurentius and you're playing a pyromancy build, reconsider your build or start over. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, he's also like one of the nicest guys in the game. I don't want to, I don't want to kill charming. him. charming. He, he looks, uh, there's a video with all the voice actors showing what they look like and he looks a lot like, like a perfect Laurentius. Like he's very appropriate looking. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. Th- th- there are a couple of videos that are pertinent to this. There is the video where you see his face, and he looks like the the helpful uh, dude that he is. I was going to say bro, but that's not very uh, that's not very uh, let's say charitable. Um, then there's also the video that shows the voice actors mm-hmm. too, and his voice actor looks like you would expect him to, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a little bit of useless trivia. Um, yeah, you also yeah. get the large ember here. Which is a really important item and, and is kind of shows like at least initially your upgrade path is matching your, your progress through the game. So, mm-hmm. you know, you get the, uh, the large ember. This is about the time where you probably have a plus five weapon. And if you're doing a normal plus path, you want to get to plus uh, 10. The very large ember though is hidden quite a bit later. 
Yeah. Um, so that's you know they want you to get up to plus ten before Sense Fortress and Anna Orlando more or less, mm-hmm. which right. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I used the uh, gargoyle uh, halberd and loved it. I thought it was great. So. Oh wow! It, yeah. I definitely upgraded that quite a bit at this point. Mm-hmm. What, what uh, does that upgrade with? Yeah, that was my question. Uh, uh specific. Oh, the, which material? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's a standard weapon. It's not like a twinkling or anything like that. So. Okay. So yeah, it just does it with a titanite. Yeah, I don't think I. Uh... And then um, I up I turned it into a lightning weapon when I could. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize you could you could enchant it even even like that. Yeah. Huh. Wow. And I, since I was playing pyromancy, um, I didn't have to work because you could actually use it with a really low strength. I think like fourteen. Um, and then once lightning, once I turned it lightning, the, my stats didn't matter. So I was mm-hmm. essentially doing as much damage. So it, yeah, it worked out really good. Really good animation. It's very different from the uh, standard halberd animation, yeah. which is just a poke. This is an overhead slam. Awesome. Um, but it's it's quick and uh, definitely recommended. Yeah, uh, that that that's actually really cool because I want to make a I want to make a polearm character. Yeah. And uh, fuck hunting for the titanite catch pole. Um, (laughs) that one. Uh, so the, so the tail might actually be a way to go because the thing that I don't like about most of the pole arms that I see are, uh, their, their animations. They're real weird. Um, Yeah. The the tail is an ax. The uh, halberd I think is a drop. Is it? That you get. Yeah. The the tail, yeah. The the tail ax is what you're talking about. I think, unless that's what Russ is talking about as well. No, 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 no. no, no. Halberd. Yeah. The halberd is a drop from the gargoyles on top of the uh, church. Yeah. Oh, so if you don't get it during the boss fight, you have to get it in in, uh, in Orlando, yeah. right? Exactly. It's, it's a guaranteed it. drop in Orlando, I think. Okay. But, uh, a chance, and the the axe is actually um, I don't like the axe move set. It's all floppy. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, you know, it's, it's all it's all rubbery. It's a tail. Yeah. It's one of the but, few tail items that's obviously a tail. It's it's one of it's it's one of the many things that it has one of the attributes that Cole associates with dildos, which is floppy. So <laughs> the, uh, the gargoyle tail Jeez. dildo that you do not want to. Yeah, don't don't read too much into that. I have ha, ha, Havel's weapon. If if you if you haven't listened to the to the Berg, you know I I I don't need to defend myself. <laughs> anyway, can we can we move on? Yeah, okay. slimes. Segue, segue, segue. Um, so so yeah. you get to the to the sewer proper. Yeah, the uh, the slimes are one of the things I'm saying. You know, resist temptation because the very first one you run into is over a uh, over a soul item, and he mm-hmm. definitely got me. Yeah, for sure. And uh, these guys are kind of tough because unless you are rolling a pyromancer, they they're very resistant to physical damage. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, take a lot of hits. And uh, right after this first one, there's that hallway of just you see dozens of them on the ceiling, <laughs> and uh, you can just run through. But your initial thought is, how do I even get through this? You know. Yeah, yeah I pretty much lit them on fire. It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Health inspector. I love yeah. the I love the design on these things because you know you you think like a slime, just like okay, they're going to be like a jello mold, but they have like shit in them, so they're more like you know gelatinous cubes where they have like spears and rocks and stuff, where you can kind of see the remnants of whatever they consume before you. Spears and rocks and grapes. Yeah. And, and anything that's in a jello mold. Yeah. Um, Marshmallows for some reason, gross. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're good. You can, you can farm a lot of Titanite from them. So they, apparently they're, 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 you know, that, that, that was something that was on the people that they ate before, which is neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Just reading yeah. stuff in. Um, so you get to the first bonfire down here, which is unlocked with the master key. And if you don't have the master key, uh, it's kind of a pain to get to. Yeah. Uh, 
to get that that sewer chamber key. Like you can still get to it if you take. There's a shortcut behind that first butcher that bypasses a lot of the depths, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you can get that key pretty quickly. But if you don't do that, um, it's going to be a little ways before you're able to unlock this bonfire, which is you know very useful because, as uh, we'll find out soon, the bonfire is a real hot area for instant death. Um, you know, pretty soon. Yeah. It's also kind of crazy because I was watching some, uh, I was watching some videos of this too to try and figure out like what the canonical way to go through is. You get that key and then you have to backtrack to the bonfire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You have to remember that there's a locked door there. Yeah. Mm So kind of a kind of kind of a bummer. Um, and then the rats, dude. The rats. Yeah, like, I, I love these. Sneaky. I love these rats. Yeah, yeah they're super funny. sneaky. <laughs> like they'll they'll guide sneaky. you around corners and stuff like that, and then you'll run. It's like uh, Star Wars. You, you turn a corner and there's stormtroopers everywhere. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just a whole bunch of rats. <laughs> just more rats. But like, think about this. Think about how subversive that is. Rats and slimes. Like those are yeah like, yeah. <laughs> The stuff that, the, you know, the first level of Dragon Quest is made of. Yeah. yeah. You know, in, in yeah, RPGs, exactly. like, these are the weakest things. And this is them using their, uh, you know, their guile mm-hmm. to attack you. I love the ones in crates. Like, I'm just imagining, like, you know, the channeler just, like, sitting cross-legged on the floor, nailing together this crate around a rat. <laughs> you know, because it's sealed. Like, it's yeah. not. He, he got shipped from somewhere. <laughs> like, Amazon.com just got my delivery of giant rat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and uh why do you have so many rats i'm subscribed to them i can't uh, I just, well with uh, amazon prime it's pretty two-day shipping why not wouldn't right? make it? <laughs> extra rats if you use the binoculars there's a little tiny smiley face on the corner of those boxes <laughs> uh, <laughs> this yeah. podcast brought to you by amazon <laughs> <laughs> kind of <Not> um <laughs> yeah kind of <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah. yeah next time the, you order a giant rat next time <laughs> so lots of mini bosses in this area like enemies that are really tough that don't come back after you kill them. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that giant rat that you run into has a, as an, well, actually, before we get to that, because you're likely to fall into the pit if you're going to fall into one, yeah. because like the, no, well, the channeler comes next, right? Like yeah. sequentially. I think. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that, that's, this is one of the few times like one of Seath's agents is about, and I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like, why well, is, is there that, a challenge? Is that there? their backstory? Is that they're sort of like working for Seath? Yeah, yeah. He sends them out to uh, to kidnap people to bring back and experiment on them. Okay. They yeah. seem to be in places where there aren't any people. Like, because they kidnapped all of them. Oh, I see. Very effective. <laughs> <laughs> this rock is good at keeping elephants away. <laughs> I don't see any rocks um, or any elephants. But, uh, yeah, I mean, most of the areas it makes a kind of sense, but why he would send him to the sewer. Maybe this is the, the channeler that, like, this is the, the equivalent of getting, like, stationed in the tundra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, maybe he mouthed He's off. He's in Duluth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we're going to ship you off to the depths. Well, no, Mr. Seath. You know, so. <laughs> I'll demote you to sergeant so fast your head will spin. I'm already a sergeant <laughs> chief. Oh, man. but. <laughs> um, but he, this is a, it's really important that you kill this guy because again, that resist temptation bit, if you use that shortcut, you can more or less go right to the gaping dragon. Mm-hmm. But if this guy's alive during that, you are fucked. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Can he uh, hit he, you, uh, uh, while you're fighting the gaping dragon? Yep. And oh, he does wow. his little dance and buffs the, the gaping oh, dragon. Oh God. Mm-hmm. That's bad. So yeah, he, he is essential to kill this guy. Yeah. I've always thought the gaping dragon didn't have enough HP. <laughs> no, he needs to be buffed because it's not like he has infinite HP. Um, but yeah, so this, this guy, you know, I don't know why he's there, but you, you kill him. He's not standard Chandler fighting tactics. 
mm-hmm. at this point. And then you get to the point where the rats are literally tempting you over those pits to the basilisks. Yeah. <laughs> like just standing on the other side where you can't really see the pit. Um, and just kind of backing away and looking nervous. Um, you know, which, uh, I, I, I've never fallen in one of those pits. Um, I fell th- into a pit later and fought the basilisk on my first time on accident, but never got, I've never gotten, uh, cursed in the depths. Oh, really? Wow. I've only yeah, gotten cursed uh, fighting Seath and in the Great Hollow. Okay. Yeah, I didn't get cursed either. Although, again, so I was a little confused. So I was warned about the frogs. So I was kind of thinking that the frogs that we found in the uh, Dark Root were the frogs I was supposed to worry about. So when the Basilisk shows up, I wasn't really ready. Especially because, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't a Basilisk supposed to be like a bird mis- mixed with a snake? I think that's a, a cockatrice. Yeah, that's a cockatrice. Oh, you're right. So I was expecting a cockatrice. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that confused the hell out of me. And, um, wait, no, no, wait a minute. Hold on. Because isn't it a basilisk in Harry Potter 2? The basilisk in Harry Potter 2 is a snake. Right. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So that's not a bird. I don't know how birdy the snake is, though. So it's either a snake or a frog. Uh, these look like frogs to me. Am I crazy? Yeah. Right. They're essentially frogs. Anyway, <laughs> I got very frogs. confused. Thankfully, I ran into one and I saw the meter start going up. And I was like, oh, crap, this is what they're talking about. <laughs> and I managed to kill him. Thank God. Um, and ran the other way. So I never really went down the area that I think I guess there's probably more basilisks over mm-hmm. there um, mm-hmm. to the left of where that big pool is. Yeah. But yeah, they they startled me. It was scary. The thing that's real neat about the basilisk is when they when they curse you, they turn you into statues. And when you're down there and you see all those uh, statues there, um, part of the indirect multiplayer is those are other people who got cursed. Uh, that's yeah. very cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Huh. It's also they're one of those things too that have a real psychological edge on me. Like <laughs> I I can I know how to fight the basilisk in the depths. Without getting cursed, but mm-hmm. I don't, you can't relax in the depths until it is basilisk free. <laughs> yeah. Because that sound they make, uh-huh. like knowing that even though it's unlikely they're actually going to get me, one wrong turn or maybe my controller unplugs or yeah. my cat moves my mouse and I can't move or something like that. Um, you know, it's such a huge consequence. You know, yeah. like it, like getting cursed is such a big deal. Yeah. I will, I will say the, there was one point in this game where I thought I was going to quit. I was not going to make it through. And it was immediately after Blight Town, and I went left instead of right, and I oh. went right into the Great Hollow and got cursed out my ass. It was oh, really bad. Cursed in Blight Town. And I had already, I mean, I, I had the bonfire at the top of um, the Great Hollow, thank God, but I was just so stubborn about like getting through the Great Hollow while I was cursed, and I was just like, they already made me do horrible platforming in Blight Town. They're doing it again here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I hate right. this. G- and I was like that close to quitting. I was so pissed <laughs> off. But um, yeah, that was the only time I really got cursed was in uh, Great Hollow. I don't know if anybody will blame me because those the, those ones in the Great Hollow they are super basilisk. Like they're yeah. buffed up. Yeah, they, they they curse you a lot faster. The real trick to getting through the depths without being uh, cursed is just to be human and have some uh, liquid humanity on you. Yeah, oh, you does that increase your? Uh, curse resistance yeah yeah but every time i turned human someone would stab me in the face <laughs> yeah that, that happened to me too i had really bad luck with invasions on my first playthrough well it's supposed um, to happen here yeah yeah, yeah. well the, the uh before you segue 
That was yeah. a good segue, Cole. Okay. I don't, I don't want to totally brush it under the rug. I'll save it for one second. Russ, did you know? I don't know if you know this. They patched it. Do you know how Cursed used to work before they patched it? I, I, I do actually know how much worse it was. It's incredible. Um, yeah, so it's pretty remarkable. I I admit that I had it easy in comparison. It's still not easy. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's brutal. I can't even imagine. Like imagine one eighth. And I also think, correct me if I'm wrong, but did they add in the uh, the undead merchant selling the curse resistance? Yes. Like so, initially you had to make your way to new, the New Londo ruins. Um, you either had to, to go to the New oh, Londo ruins, or you could go to um, yeah, the Oswald. Okay, I forgot I that bought, he did it too. I bought the cursed a few of those cursed cures. I, this might have been added too from uh, the the merchant after the gargoyles. Okay, no, he he's always been able to do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I wasn't sure about that, but yeah. they're just more expensive there. Gotcha. Yeah, because yeah. that guy's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, um, as evidenced by the gesture he teaches you. Um, <laughs> but the uh, yeah, man, curse. Yeah, curse. no fun. Um, yeah. If I can find it, I'll put in the sound effect of the basilisk through this entire conversation to make it's, everyone it's like listening. Weird, it's like a weird little laugh, right? Uh, knocking like I can't. I mean, I can't do it or anything. Yeah. But. Well, they've they, they've heard it already. Like, what upsets me is like when they when they rear up to uh, to attack you, they 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 balloon, you know, mm-hmm. as yeah. as a, as a frog would. But they turn like what, like two times their regular size. Yeah, yeah they get big. Yeah, and again, goofy design, uh, trumping all in this game, like making something look silly but actually be super deadly. Yeah, I, really- I like their design a lot. I thought it was, it was really cool. Yeah, <laughs> the way they move, like in spurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What real quick too? Also, what are these big piles of disgusting slime that are down here that you can attack? Like I was terrified of those my first wait time through the depths because I was expecting oh, and they don't do anything, right? It's just like like a barrel almost. Yeah, it's essentially a barrel. Um, yeah. But I I thought they were going to like a thing was going to pop out of them or they would poison me or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Nicole. Yeah, uh-huh. those things. Did anybody else have that experience? Were you anybody else spooked by those things? Uh, yeah, I, I saw them and. I don't know if I gave it too much thought, but yeah, I was definitely thinking, oh, there's probably something in one of them, at least a rat or something. Yeah. It's safe to assume that any unidentified new object will kill you. Yeah. You've been yeah. trained up to this <laughs> point to think that, <laughs> you know. You creep me out, man. Yeah. The the thing about the Basilisk that's really, that, that's really bugging me, I'm trying to look up a source for this. There's, the, there's only one source that says this, but like those huge, gigantic googly eyes – the uh, the Dark Souls wiki says that those aren't the actual eyes. I oh, know they're this... like mock eyes. Yeah, like 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 a, like a butterfly or a moth would have. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, but uh, they they say like as illustrated at the right, and it's just concept art, so it doesn't show where the actual eyes are. So I think this person is just full of shit, and they haven't <laughs> been corrected. I would think they're eyes because you get eyes of death from them. You eyes do. of death that look just like the eyes, more or less, just mm-hmm. kind of rotten. Yeah, hmm. I assume those are eyes. Huh. Who knows? Is a, is, is a buckeye an eye? <laughs> nah. No, that's stupid. I'm being... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Fall into pedantry, yes. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, this, like, that, that, that's really scarring, this, the, the, yeah. this area. Like, you just fall down, and then it's a world of shit. But uh, it's, it's funny, because like, when you get out of this, it puts you closer to the, to, to the exit than if you just went the regular way, right? Right. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, if you go human here... Um, you also run into, so the game is also introducing its multiplayer epi- uh, elements through NPCs gradually. So in the last boss fight, you know, with the, uh, the gargoyles, you can summon Solaire. And here's the first time you get invaded. 
um, by an NPC if you are a human here. Oh, interesting. I don't think I realized that NPCs would invade you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's it's their way of kind of like keeping that element of danger to it, even if okay. somebody's playing offline. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the NPC who, who invades you here is actually real interesting because he shows up a bunch of times. Oh. His, his name is like Kirk Knight of Thorns or something like that. Yep. And he has this uh, armor that will hurt you as you attack him because uh, thorns. Thorns, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've gotten invaded by a couple of people theme knighting as Kirk and <laughs> just killing spite. me by rolling into me <laughs> and stuff. Like two two spike shields, one on each arm, and then just rolling into me a bunch. Um, <laughs> so I've definitely gotten invaded by some theme Kirks. That's awesome. Um, Wait, so everybody, <laughs> you know, when they fight this guy, you think that you have fought a uh, or like an actual human being, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but he is actually so. You know, my my friend Derek, I think, you know, texted me. He's like, I fought off my first invader. I thought I fought off my first invader, and then you learn that, like, no, actually, real human players are much, much stronger than this. Well, this I, sometimes my the first human player I fought and killed was a naked gentleman <laughs> who invaded me and didn't seem, you know, he hit me a couple times, but I managed to kill him. So, well, the it's it's kind of giveaway when you know when it's when it's you know uh, Kirk the Knight of Thorns as opposed to Weed Boner sixty nine. Yeah, that's, that's a good indication. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, <laughs> Doctor Bong, yeah, yeah. Doctor Bong, forty forty. Um, oh, man, so he shows up a couple more times, and there is actually some lore around him, which is pretty neat. But that mm-hmm. is later. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we didn't talk about the the giant rat that you fight. Yeah, oh, I like the giant rat. He's huge, <laughs> and you have that yeah. little moment with him between the in with the fence where you mm-hmm. see him through the fence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's he's just like I just like that he's. Just like one of the rats that you've been fighting, but just ridiculously huge. <laughs> he's also an interesting thing is he's blind. Yeah. So oh. if you have the uh, the ring or the spell that makes you silent, he cannot see you or uh-huh. cannot you know go aggro on you. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Other neat thing, uh, if you look at his design, he has like an axe hanging out of him. So you are not the first person to attempt to fight him. Hmm. Yeah. And the ledge above him has the spider shield, which is the thing that the bandit. Uh, start with yeah so you can you can reasonably surmise that there was a bandit at one point that did a drop attack on his face <laughs> and yeah. left his axe from there <laughs> yeah that spider shield is real important for uh the oh, next yeah. area how do you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's still poison talk about that for a little bit you can see yourself out of this <laughs> oh man it is. I, I honestly have no idea how you're going to get through that without a shield because that spider shield I use like nonstop. Well, it's, it's not. A, it's not a matter of principle. I'm just specking him. I'm, I'm specking oh, her gotcha. actually, so I could uh, use his Vihander. I'm not. I'm not obstinate. I'm not going to be I like. Some, it was like a level one run through or something. Actually, it is um, oh. a level one run through. <laughs> Do it without the shield, man. Yeah, <laughs> try it once. <laughs> I will try it once. That's the. Hey, that's, give it a shot. That's the, that, that's the rule. I'll give it a shot. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to be like one of those psychopaths who's like, okay, only the, uh, only the broken sword hilt for me, <laughs> you know, plus, plus 15, plus 15 plus sword, sword hilt, <laughs> 60 damage. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So right, right before the gaping dragon, there's a merchant here, which is nice. Like I like it when they give you an opportunity to spend souls right before mm-hmm. a boss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's kind of a weird merchant. Like he's a uh, you know from a far off land, and he uh, he mostly exists to sell you boss armor after you beat the boss. Mm-hmm. Like he sells like the special armor, like you know, almost almost like trophies. Mm. You know, yeah. afterwards up up to and including the final boss of the game. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. In new game plus, he'll sell you. 
Uh, well, I think I think that's already. Didn't we already say that he's in the beginning? It's not spoiler that you fight him. Yeah, you can cut it. I'll cut it out. Yeah. Somebody will cut it out. <laughs> you, yeah. I'll put a marker down. Um, no. So I just I, I never get those markers. Like you put those markers down, and I don't. They don't do anything for me. I send you the time codes. Uh, I don't think you. Know, this is really boring. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> not. So, um, I don't think you did last time. Is maybe oh, what I'm thinking. I, I apologize. Um, it's okay. It's not. A, it's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> Let's get the put down a marker so we can cut this out. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, go ahead. His name is Don Hall, and he's real nice. Like he says, like, oh, you know, if you don't buy anything, it's like, okay, we'll, uh, you know, you'll come back later. It's like, okay, cool. Everybody else is like, ah, we'll fire on you, you piker or something, you know. <laughs> they're also from they're also from Shadowrun. Yeah, um, or Planescape, yeah. Yeah. Or the pikers or yeah, or one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um before and then the nearer to the boss. Yes. The <laughs> gaping dragon. Yeah, so I've, I, there's a lot to take in with this boss. Uh, I think it's fair to say that pro- uh, my personal favorite introduction of any boss in the game. <laughs> Tell us yeah. about it. Well, okay, so it begins, you walk in this big room, and you see like a little lizard head. He's just like peering over the water. Oh, cute little lizard head. And then out of the water comes essentially vagina dentata personified <laughs> um and it's insanity like like i will like no one does dragons better than this game like the dragons in this game look fucking unbelievable i'm sorry <laughs> i don't know if you could say the f word you no, can we're fine. mark that too um but uh yeah i like i love the introduction of this dragon and i thought he was kind of a fun fight to be honest mm-hmm. I, kn- I know you guys think he has way too much hp but I only played him, I didn't play him on New Game Plus or anything, so maybe that's the difference. But I thought he was kind of fun to fight. It's a real confidence builder. Yeah. He's the biggest thing you've fought, and you know, generally it'll take you a couple of tries, and it's just kind of like, when you get through it, just kind of like, awesome, right? I'm just this yeah. tiny little dude with a sword or a, you know, or a spear, and just like, this guy went down. Yeah. Cutting his yeah. tail off is really satisfying. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think it's a really fun fight, too. I just think that uh, once I kind of saw the strings and, and know how to take care of them, it just takes a long time. I might be thinking specifically of my, like, concept whip playthrough, which I literally <laughs> just had to whip this guy, you know, 600 times oh my God. before he died, which was, which was awful. Um, he's also, I mean, he's very, like, the other thing, too, is that he's got a lot of hit points and he's not very difficult. Um, the first, I definitely died against him a couple times. But uh, he's just—he's got very recognizable patterns and very recognizable mm-hmm. tells. Yeah. Um, but presentation-wise, he's top-notch. Like I—I mm-hmm. I love this this boss fight. That cutscene in the beginning, I love. I loved like the concept of this gigantic thing that's just this personification of hunger. <laughs> and uh, you know, I like the uh, where. What do you remember, Cole? Do you know which item actually talks about him? Because I know he's supposed to be this like weird element, like almost like a hunger elemental. 
Yeah, I, I forget what item it is. So, so my my perspective on his lore, the, like, at least from things that I've read, again, lore, um, is that he was an everlasting dragon who just couldn't stop eating. So, and, yeah. and then he was possessed or something like that. Just like this is what he turned into after he became undead or something like that. And this becoming becoming all mouth. Yes. And just that, I love that attack where you get kind of dragged under him. Mm-hmm. That you know that right, you know you get raked under. Under him is just so, and then yeah. he does a vomit attack, which yeah. is real. You know, he looks, he's got the, his shoulders bunch up the same way my cats do, does <laughs> when he vomits. Um, he, so. like when he, when his, um, head is down, like when he's like fully laid out, he kind of moves like a cockroach. He scuttles, yeah, which is mm. real crazy, but he's real big too. So like a, a, an effective strategy would be just to play Toro with him. Just kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to lure you into this wall. He hits that, and then you just go around. So in that way, it's kind of a generic video game boss fight if you decide to approach it that kind of way. But it subverts that because his weakest point is actually his fake head or his real head yeah. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And that's one of the ways the game is – or this level is kind of uh, enforcing that resisting temptation because to, in order to do damage to his weak spot, you're in the most vulnerable place. Like you can – if you get greedy and try to take an extra shot – at that point, you get hit by his most damaging attack, which is that kind of overrun mm-hmm. yeah. ability. So you can only really get in a couple attacks on his head. Yeah. Yeah. It's notable that's not his mouth, it's his rib cage. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Like just uh, split, splitting open and turning into a new mouth. Mm. Um, you know, some people get uncomfortable at the word vagina um but uh yeah I'm, I'm looking up to see what to see what it is but all of the uh, all of the sites are just boss tips i'm not certain what item it is maybe it's his maybe it's his tail item it could have been that or it could have also been something in like an interview book or something like that oh yeah um, i don't know exactly where i picked up that a little bit of a little lorelet yeah um you can if you want you can summon help for this fight yeah. so you can summon uh solaire and latrec do you have to summon Latrek for the gargoyles for the summon sign to appear here? I think that you do because he wasn't available for me on this one. Yeah, this most recent playthrough. And they mostly they give him more HP, but mostly just serve to to be meat puppets, you yeah. know, for him to attack. Like they don't do very much damage because they tend to stand right in front of him and get eaten. Mm. Yep, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I didn't really uh, summon anyone for this. Yeah. Um, let's see here. This axe, one of the rare dragon weapons, is formed by the tail of the gaping dragon, a distant, deformed descendant of the everlasting dragons. It is imbued with mystical power uh, to be released when held with both hands. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, it's, this is the, yeah, the, like the first big dragon tail weapon you're going to get that you're not going to be able to use because Ever. you don't have enough strength Ever. for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh um, but yeah, I, I also are good. I was going to say, just like, so you, so many of those items, it's like, you need to spec to use them. Yeah. So it's like, I went through all that trouble just to get something I will never feasibly be able to, uh, to hold. Well, that has a mechanical advantage too. Like if you take away his tail, he loses an attack yeah, and true. then he just wet wags his stub back and <laughs> forth. And it's depressing. Uh, he's, he's like a, like a, like a, a wheelchair dog. <laughs> that point. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, you you beat him. Oh man, I forget. Is there a is there a cutscene after you beat him, or does he just dissolve into 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 light and then go away? Yeah, he just dissolves. I, yeah, yeah, I don't recall, but yeah, I'll take your guys' word for it. <laughs> <laughs> he dissolves into a key to Blight Town. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He ate that long ago. It was actually a regular key, and then through his gastrointestinal tract, kind of like that coffee that's eaten by cats, it turned into the key to Blight Town. <laughs> the fates are strange I, in that way. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that's the that's that's the depths. 
Um, I would say, and I, you know, I won't uh, die on this hill. I haven't thought about it entirely, but this might be my favorite sewer level in a video game. <laughs> that's like, a, well, yeah, sewer levels tend to be pretty awful, so that's yeah, not it, really <laughs> saying that much. But uh, yeah, I liked it. I'm just, I'm just imagining James Lipton and like like interviewing the deaths, you know, <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the NES. Yeah, Earthbound. <laughs> You, you you have a lot of terrible contemporaries deaths, and you've risen above. <laughs> you've broken the cycle. I think I might like the sewers from Super Mario RPG better. Ooh, yeah, those oh, are those are pretty good. Yeah, there you go. Huh. Win. <laughs> <laughs> well, enough games have them that yes, like they're, the 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 odds are okay. It's just it's just it's statistically unlikely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's Earthbound and Bloodlines. Just thinking about that, forever Ugh. scarred by those sewer levels. Yeah. So, ugh. And that's the depths. I mean, it's uh, we have a we have a, a doozy of an episode ahead of us. Um, yeah. Me, yep. p- particularly. Yeah. I, so will, <laughs> I will be listening in and uh, smiling silently. Oh man, I'll I'll, um, I'll be editing that one too. So if I do record myself, I will put in my reactions. <laughs> yeah, we can record some cuts to like if you remember a point and you're like, yeah, this is what I sounded like when I, uh, you know, when I, it. Uh, no, don't say anything. Don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't want to. Like, I don't want to prepare you. I've, I've poked my head into it, like to get the uh, what's the pyromancy spell that's a really good buff. The power within. Power within. Yeah, you have to get in there to do that. Uh, but that that's near the tail end, right? Yeah, yeah. and coming seen. at it from the other way is is really what how it's designed to to fuck you over. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Having having played Demon Souls since then, like I can't tell which is worse <laughs> between like the Demon Souls uh, equivalent. Have you ever played that game, Russ? No, I haven't. Um, it's I mean it's it's if you decide that you wanted to play more Dark Souls, like it's the closest thing we have. <laughs> um, it's not quite as good, but it has an area called the Valley of Defilement. That is like the basis that Blight, you know, Blight Town is based upon, and uh, the basis it's based upon. That's mm-hmm. the frame Funky rate sentence. climb above three. <laughs> in the, the 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 heady heights of five. Oh, <laughs> the, the frame rate is not the problem in that in the Valley of Defilement. Yeah, um, it's the fact that you can't roll or run, or you can run, but you cannot roll in the slime, and you're expected to fight enemies that can. Hey. Oh, it is it is excruciating. Um, yeah. ugh, infuriating. But yeah, that's that's next episode. Yep, cool. And cool. we'll be having uh, Nick Glauber on. Um, he is a, a personal friend of mine. He is uh, he has a, a Twitch TV channel as well that he'll he'll plug and everything like that. But he is a uh, a solid bro. <laughs> we'll be guesting on that. Yeah. As we said at the beginning, this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. And for you, our dear listener, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash bonfiresidechat. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash bonfiresidechat for your 100%, absolutely, no money required, free, 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 free! Free, free, free audiobook. <laughs> oh man, now you're gonna start a game of like you just, you, this is this is just gonna escalate, Gary.
So, um, do we want to do the, uh, the, the, the final admin housekeeping stuff? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Let's do it. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening to that. Um, as we kind of alluded to, the next area is going to be about Blight Town, um, up through, let's say either Quillog or getting back through the, uh, the Valley of the Drakes. Because... Let's say through the Valley of the Drakes, because we don't really have an opportunity to talk about the Valley of the Drakes. Oh yeah. Otherwise. Cool. Yeah. That, so that... Is, so uh, impulsively next episode is Blight Town and Valley of the Drakes. Sounds Since good. That's only a postage stamp. I will amend our notes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you would like to play along with that, we definitely encourage you um, to do that. There are some things that you can do if you're listening to this. Obviously, rating and reviewing on iTunes if you are if you are of the iTunes persuasion. We're still in new and noteworthy, which is real cool. Um, and uh, yeah, we've we, we've gotten a lot of traction with this. So you people are out there, and we can't thank you enough for listening. Thank you very much. Um, we have a, a Facebook group if you'd like to join that. Um, you can share your thoughts with us through uh, www.duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Um, those thoughts are shared in the appendix episode, which you'll hear next week. Um, so we and Cole are going to record those here in just a moment. And uh, <laughs> But we do want to hear what you have to think about uh, Blight Town. So I'm expecting big, <laughs> big things about that. Um, as well yeah. uh, real quick announcement too I started on the uh, on the YouTube channel I have I've started a let's play of Dark Souls so if you're interested in that if you go to uh, youtube.com forward slash watch out for fireballs um, I've started a they're going to be released uh, day and date with the episodes from this show mm-hmm. and I'm playing through as an archer Ooh. so I'm killing all bosses and trying to kill as many enemies as possible with a bow and arrow <laughs> so so uh, a little bit of a challenge run, a little bit of a, a normal run. But if you guys have any interest in that, uh, definitely mm-hmm. check it out. Yeah. And yeah, Russ, uh, what, what do you have to plug? Uh, go to polygon.com and I might get paid. <laughs> uh, no, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, polygon.com. We just launched a new video series called Good Cop, Bad Cop, uh, which you can find on our YouTube page or on polygon.com. And uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Russ Frushtick. And you can listen to the besties. We release new episodes Friday afternoons. So awesome. That's about it. I would recommend listening to that podcast. Thanks. Thank you. It is. It is definitely a must listen. Um, we do some stuff too, just, uh, to, you know, cross promote here. Uh, Gary and I, we do a show, um, retro game show club thing, uh, called Watch Out for Fireballs. Our next episode is going to be about the last half of Final Fantasy Tactics. First half just came out. And then after mm-hmm. that, we have lots of good stuff coming up. Um, Gary does a sh- uh, does a show with his friend Brayton. Uh, it's called The Pitch, which is really really funny. They they have been on a roll. February was uh, was Love Month, uh, which is real good. <laughs> yep, there's still yeah, there's still one uh, one episode left of, of Love Month. So <laughs> I think Our House is the name of it, but spelled like H O U R. It goes over Our House yep. in the middle of our street. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's dumb. But it, <laughs> there's some dumb jokes that get made on that podcast. That's um, it's right on the right in the the beginning of that. Um, I also have a show called Dead Idea Valhalla that's on the network that's running in reruns. But I do have a new episode coming out uh, relatively soon, mm-hmm. uh, the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, Cole does a couple of shows. If you like a general video game show, uh, he does a show called The Level that is very good with uh, some friends of of his and mine. Um, guys talking about new games, what they've been playing, everything like that. It's very good. And then he does a comedy show with his brother called Those Damn Ross Kids. Which is a delight. If I always say it, if you enjoy hearing Cole being dressed down, I am not half as good at it as his brother is. So if, if that appeals to you, 
listen to those damn Ross kids. Yeah. So I think that about wraps up the plugs. Again, thank you so much for listening. And if we have any final advice, uh, it would be that uh, even though it's not quite visible from Blight Town, you should uh, praise the sun. Praise the sun. Praise the sun. And we all pray that we will have far more soon.